Hey everyone, this is Javon. Welcome to the Ward According to Walker. I have two very special guests, very good uh, associates of mine, uh, business partners, um, but other, otherwise called as friends in certain occasions. But uh, yeah, this is uh, the latest episode of the Ward According to Walker. I don't know if this might be my last. Maybe I'll continue. Maybe I won't. But we'll see. Um, so my friends are Brian Prongay and Eric Luna. Um, how did I end up meeting both of y'all? Work for me at Coles. Okay, that's right. That's right. And then I'm sure. And I'm probably playing sports through him. Oh, probably football, right? Yeah. Back in that. Oh man, I was just thinking about that the other day. Unfortunately. Why? Why? Unfortunately. Because now we know you. Oh. <laughs> Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> throughout the years, yeah, man, we've um, we've definitely hung out a lot, experienced a lot of different things. Um, I think we've definitely come, we've definitely gotten closer since you know initial uh, meetings. For but sure. um, I would probably say that uh, what the project that we've been working on has been. Maybe the most fun. Well, no, no, no. Second most fun that we've had. I, w- I would definitely say that. Like we've had a lot of fun. Like through it's different. Up there. Yeah, yeah, it's this this uh, this project has been um, very cool to work on. But I'm gonna let you two take it from here about the project because you two have great chemistry together. So I think that because you two feed off of one another and like you're able to keep things going, like you should definitely give the like give the synopsis of like what we've been working on for at least. The last year actual work formulating was maybe like two years but i'll let you two take it over all right so anyone who's followed javon on facebook for any amount of time knows his feelings on the friend zone and how often he falls into the friend zone that we have dubbed it the walker zone <laughs> which after a few fun jokes about this we realized this would make a wonderful TV show. <laughs> so we have been trying to write a web series based on Javon's many, many, many ways of falling into the friend zone. Intended and unintended. <laughs> right now we have 11 episodes. I think right. five Ooh, fully fleshed out. Yeah, we still got to hash out the other six. Yeah, yeah. COVID definitely did not help in that regard. Yeah, no. You know you know what? I I'm going to I'm going to give I was actually thinking about this this morning. You definitely said 2021 at at latest or early. I forget whether you said which one. I definitely wanted to be filming by January 2021, but obviously that's now a huge I mean, we might be on track. We might, but I mean, we thought it was going to be hard to get places to let us film <laughs> then. Yeah. <laughs> now try getting, you know, oh, yeah, that's true. a whole scene of people somewhere. That's true. We might have to have COVID contracts. Let's <laughs> <laughs> make a sign waivers. Okay, I won't catch COVID. <laughs> but, I mean, the outlines we have for the episodes, the scripts we have for the completed ones, it it's entertaining. <laughs> It's we, it's gold. I, I think people would, would definitely enjoy it, and it's been so incredibly fun to create together. Absolutely, absolutely. What 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 would you say is like? Because we don't we don't want to give away like a whole season or anything like well, that. We can but talk about the the pilot episode. 
Okay, deal. I was gonna ask like, what what do you think your favorite episode was? But the pilot episode is like a great you know intro to people to be like, oh shit. Well, I'm curious to see like when this will come out, and what it's about. So like, of course, I always forget. So you might have to just briefly elaborate on the pilot. So the pilot episode, we have our main character uh, Jamal, who's played by Javon. <laughs> And I believe this is, oh yeah, yeah. so he, he's obviously talking, it's kind of Seinfeld-esque and like takes place with just a group of four people just shooting the shit all the time. And so J- Jamal is talking about how he's on a bit of a cold streak and how he's never, like he's struggling to meet people. So all his friends suggest and help him doctor up a Tinder account. And so Jamal goes out, gets a match on Tinder, and <laughs> it's just funny. Long story short, it doesn't turn out well for him. And shocker! <laughs> instead of meeting somebody to get lucky with, he meets a new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to remember. Were there like any? Any big highlights like in that in that specific pilot? Oh, don't give it away though. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't give it away. I try to be as vague but as detailed as possible. But that's fair. I feel like good job. A lot of it was just introducing the characters and correct. Like obviously, you get to see what your character is about. My character, I basically play myself, a married man who right. like, has been out of the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then we have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then fire well Sal. Sal, yeah. And his character is somebody who isn't struggling, who gets out complete single opposite. man. Exactly. Complete opposite. Not, not the <laughs> typical player character you see on TV, just someone who, if he wants to meet someone, can. Yeah. See, the the reason why uh well, one of the many reasons why I like the this project between us is that there's really no acting. Like whenever I whenever I've come exactly. up, whenever I brought this idea to other people to see if they're down to like you know be like minor characters or you know even for an episode or so, I always tell them, especially like with like female way, friends we're that still I know. looking for actresses. So if any <laughs> ladies are listening to this, please hit up Javon. Please, you, there's no kissing, there's no touch, there's nothing like that. <laughs> I like was it's about to say. It, there's <laughs> there's no physical like action whatsoever. It's really just like you being in an episode fulfilling a role for that episode or maybe a couple more episodes. But um, this is a really fun project. And like I was saying, from asking my female friends to be a part of this, there's really no acting. If I've been friend zoned or walker zoned by these female friends, it's reality. Like there's no need for acting. Like Facts. Prange is playing a married man. Luna, I wish we would be able to tell you the character that Luna plays, but it's 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 absolutely perfect. And and you have Agreed. yeah, and you have me and like a character role just with a different name. Like there's no acting whatsoever. So all this is it's it's really real. It's just put on a put put a, in front of a camera where we're recording it. Um, Especially because we're not writers, we're not actors, so we're not writing full detailed scripts. It's very like just here's the outline. This is what the idea of the scene, and now have a conversation based on these couple lines. So right. It, it's it is real. I think you you told me that that's how what Larry David does. Curve, episode, right? Right? Yeah. 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 He just what just just tells them okay here's the scene and then you go out and do your thing. Yeah. Uh, I actually saw a great interview with. Richard Lewis, where he said Larry David won't 
give them the outline ahead of time because Richard Lewis always asks because he wants to come up with lines and Larry <laughs> David does not want that. He wants it all off the cuff. So he doesn't give them the outlines till they're filming so that they don't have, they can't ahead of time try to come up with what they think would be the good line for the scene. That's genius. Yeah. It's genius from, from, from the episodes that we've come up with and the, the situations that we have, you know, I think it's, it's, it's true genius to both of y'all, honestly, because you know, you two are able to link together so much, like just from the shit that you you individually come up with, and then the other person just feeds off of it and like even makes it better. Like honestly, it's 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 really like a privilege to work with both of y'all on this. Like it's, it's, it's pretty... You try and sell yeah. yourself short, but for the tw- for the twenty percent, I think it's like a, a tw- eighty twenty like split. You two like really do a great job with it. I, I would mean, say you've come up with a lot of the ways to get friend zoned. <laughs> <laughs> Like I mean, when it's real, yeah, I mean, yeah. like just it, recants his r- memories. Randomly at 1.30 in the morning, get a text, <laughs> y'all, this is make a great episode. <laughs> That's funny. So, um, you, you, you're, you're going to get a kick out of this um, for, for the backstory to this. So, so yeah, let's, let's um, talk about how, <laughs> how did the Walker Zone come to fruition? Right. If, what, how, how did that pilot episode of being friend zoned on Tinder come about? <laughs> so, we had a, a trip to Starving You. That, that's, well, that's up there. We'll get the, there the whole thing. <laughs> so, we decided to go to Pittsburgh with no four rules, of us. No rules. No <laughs> rules weekend. No rules no weekend. No rules. We went to uh, Pittsburgh for, was it Payback? What was Extreme rules. Extreme rules. Oh, that's right. Which no is rules. why we call no it no rules. rules that's again. right. Um, for a WWE pay per view, and, and to see the pirates. Correct, and to and see the Pittsburgh see pirates. <laughs> and to see Gary. So we had all these all these different amenities in one trip. So it was me, Prange, Luna, and Firestone, and we drove to Pittsburgh and. I don't know, dude. Should I go into the, the friend zone part? Like, should we just recap yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole no, trip? We'll, we'll start with the backstory of the Walker zone, and then we could okay. s- circle back. All right. So uh, so what happened to give the inspiration to the Walker zone was, uh, I think we got there a Friday night, Correct. and I was swiping on Tinder, and I matched up with this one chick, and we were talking back and forth, and I asked her if she like wanted to come to the hotel, and I think maybe she was working at night, or maybe it was raining. I remember and she, she said, gave you some shoddy excuse, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that was, was it. Yeah, it yeah. was something weird. That was it. So maybe she like had a beer or something like that. It was something that might have been it. Yeah, it she felt might've... like she was blowing you off. I definitely whatever the whatever the case may be, I definitely got that vibe, and I was like, oh well, okay, this isn't happening Friday. Let me try again Saturday. And I think that you guys challenged me. You're like, well, maybe this might not happen or something like that. Oh, we definitely didn't believe that you were going to get a match. Right. Okay. That was it. Okay. (laughs) You're Javon. We we expect you to fail. Correct. So, so yeah, Saturday happens. And, um, again, I think I messaged her, like, later on in the afternoon. Maybe she was at a bar or something like that. And time continually uh, passed on. And... Nothing came out of it, and I think it was raining that night, and it wasn't happening again. And so she said, okay, well, we'll meet up tomorrow. So I relay it back to uh, these two, and they said, yeah, it's not going to happen, or we we still don't believe it that she's going to appear. So Sunday comes, and 
Uh, I messaged her early in the day and I say, hey, like, you know, me and my friends were like chilling in, in the uh, in the hotel room right now. And we're supposed to go to the Pittsburgh Pirates game, you know, later in the day. But for the meantime, the World Cup final was on between uh, France and Croatia. Like, do you want to watch the second half of it? So she's like, OK, cool. So his um, days a little wrong. This was Saturday morning, not Sunday morning. Was it really? Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit, no, it, was it was Sunday because we did the game and extreme rules. So I think it was Saturday right. that we got there. We didn't get there Friday. Uh, not not important. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> day fair. three. So Sorry, day three. Yeah. Fair. All right. Yeah. So day three. Um, she messages me that she's coming and she gets to the lobby. And I think it was at that point where I proved you two wrong because maybe you got to look at her in the lobby or something. I don't remember. No, no, no. We were upstairs in the room, but. uh... Time out. Small detour. (laughs) Go ahead. There we go. See, I told you. (laughs) We have have to explain why this guy gets friend zoned. This is. So you're hoping that this leads somewhere. So you need to run and get protection. That's correct. You come back and you're ready to bring this woman into a disgusting, filthy hotel room. Correct. Which me and Eric clean up for you to try to help you out. Correct. And not only that, you leave the condoms just out in the open, no subtlety whatsoever, which we then had to hide for you. Thank you for that. Okay, go. Also, <laughs> shout out to the bravest woman in the world for all of you ladies on Tinder. If a guy invites you to his hotel room with four other guys. Three, you, three other guys. Three other guys, <laughs> correct. <laughs> bring a friend, bring somebody. I mean, obviously, we're not like that, but. Yeah. Yeah, no. She didn't, she didn't know that. Yeah, correct. <laughs> no, no, I told her because, like, we were all watching the, the the World Cup final. Correct, but she came to meet you at a hotel with three other strangers. Fair. Be smarter than that. Fair. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I actually got to hand it to her. That's uh, that's that's not a, uh, a sacrifice. Uh-huh. That, yeah, that, that's that's not a sacrifice that many people are willing to take. So, um, yeah, I met. So I met. I saw her in the lobby, and I was like, "Yeah, like we're just chilling up in a room. You definitely totally uh, come upstairs." And at that point, she got into the room, and I think within maybe what 15, 20 minutes, y'all were heading to the the Pirates game. We watched the entire first half. Okay. All right. And then yeah. we left at halftime. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And um, so you guys left, and me and her, we start like talking, and then like we lead to kissing. And I lean in for like another kiss. I don't know, maybe like two or three minutes of kissing, and I lean in for another, and like she kind of like backed up. And I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of weird. And so like try again, and, like backed up again. I'm like, okay, well. <clears throat> I just asked her, like, yo, is, like, everything cool? And she was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of, like, feeling different about it or something like that. I forget what the reason was. But um, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to press the issue. I'm not going to be a dick. Like, totally just, like, leave that be. And um, As you should. Yeah, as you should. Yeah, any decent person, yeah, definitely, like, no is no. So, um, so yeah, that ended. And I think she was, like, going to bounce. She's like, well, don't you need a ride to, like, Pirates Park or Which PNC, is the PNC most Park. Mind blowing. I was sold that you were never showing up to this game. Correct. <laughs> we were taking bets. We were that. taking bets at the stadium. We were a hundred percent sure. But lo and behold, <laughs> probably in about the sixth or seventh inning. That's it. <laughs> in walks in Javon, and like you said, how did he get there? She, she, she gave, gave me a ride. ride. Yeah, she gave me a ride. Somehow, I I invite. I invite somebody over. Some sort. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I invite uh, some chick over um, to the hotel room. It didn't go like I planned, and I end up getting a ride to the baseball stadium <laughs> to watch the baseball game. <laughs> like, how does that, like, oh, yeah, it's me, but, like, how the fuck does that happen? Like, you just, like, evolve from hooking yeah. up to, like, Let's baseball. Let's a car ride together. Yeah, a car ride. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I get to the stadium, and I remember seeing them. And that's when they came up with the well, with the line. Well, you just came up to me and you're like, "Don't even ask." <laughs> All right. But yeah, I remember you guys definitely saying like you took bets on whether I would uh, show oh, up or not. For sure, I was very, very adamant that you were never showing up. I, I don't. I think I was more on the fence. You, you were definitely a hundred percent no. Uh, I was like, no shot. Because I did I assume Who you weren't going to Uber. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like, he's not gonna pay for an Uber to come watch three innings of baseball. Yeah. At no point did we consider she might give him a ride. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. God damn. That was just yeah, that was just really fun trip. But oh, at, in the end, getting friends on was the best thing that could happen. Because <laughs> one little hookup does not top the project that has come out of it. No, this is absolutely right, man. That's uh so for everyone like listening, so when I got there, I think Prongate was the one that said you didn't just get friend zone, you got walker zoned, right? So, <laughs> so that's uh that's how we came up for the uh name of the project and you know, we just continued to build upon that specific like Pittsburgh situation into just a mariah of uh different episodes for us to for us to do. Yeah. But Oh my god, man! That 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 whole trip, man. That that was just fun. That was just a fun filled absolutely weekend. I mean, it it <laughs> all started. I mean, so we were driving out there, and sometimes I get motion sick, so <laughs> I got car sick as we were going up. So you guys stopped at the rest area and all got food. Oh, that's right. That's right. I didn't eat anything because I wasn't feeling well. So, oh, it's the same day. Wait, oh my god! Yes, dude. because but, this is how it it turned out. But, but before we get there, oh. now we have to talk about the next. So we gas we also had to get gas at this rest stop. Correct. And you'll laugh at this, bro. Different. <laughs> same thing. No, th- this was the first one we tried to get gas at. I don't know. It might have been the no, second because we didn't get out of the car. Not when at the gas to get. You're gas. right. You're right. <laughs> But we can yeah. tell that story first, and then so, I'll get back on. So, yeah, trying to get gas at this rest stop was the most horrendous experience of my life. We're, we are on YouTube. I'm convinced. It was, for somebody that doesn't get embarrassed very often, it was pretty embarrassing. So, every pump had, like, long lines. But we're just waiting, and, you know, it is what it is. We somehow end up behind a old man... Who decides to go inside for something? Now, once his uh, tank was done pumping, he's still inside. We finally see him come out, and he's walking he was about the slowest walker of all time. Yeah. <laughs> then he gets to his car, and for some reason, stays in his car. <laughs> they don't move at all. So finally, we give up and we go to a different pump. On the opposite side. So we, we we were praying that the gas pump will reach over the car at this point because we're tired of waiting for a pump on the correct side. And, and then I, I'm saying it's not going to happen. This kid's convinced. He gets out of the car, holds it up, 
And he's like, I'm telling you that. Like work. he's on the prices right, one of the yeah. models auctioning off. He's like, this will work. He wants me to drive under the hose. <laughs> I'm like, it's not happening. So then finally he moves to the side, I drive, Imagine and then teary from he's the- he's trying to get it to reach. It's not reaching. He's trying to tell me it's because I'm too far away from the pump. I'm like practically on the pump. <laughs> so then people are staring, people are laughing. <laughs> We're all like dying. Uh, finally, I yell at him. I'm like, "Get in the car. We're going somewhere else." And we just leave. Yeah. At that point, it was worth the risk of running out of gas to find somewhere else to go. I, I'm convinced we are on YouTube somewhere. Bro, that's that image of you standing with the. With, I can picture it clear as day. Cars all around you, holding the hose out as if I'm gonna drive under it, yelling, "It'll work! It'll work!" Like, just further drawing attention to us. <laughs> Not making a situation anymore. <laughs> oh my god! It was no, ridiculous. that's no. We're definitely gonna recreate that. That was that that, that was. It was priceless. It really was. <laughs> but in the moment, I was severely embarrassed. Yeah, we can laugh about it now. Correct. If you oh could have god. some kids like filming it for YouTube and watch it through the <laughs> iPhone screen, yeah, no, 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 I'll work. It'll work. It'll work. Like, trust me, that would be way funny. No, <laughs> oh, that was. Oh my god, for sure. So, so you didn't. So you didn't eat all day. Correct. Right? Correct. So yeah. So we eventually get to Pittsburgh. Now I'm, I'm finally feeling a little bit better. We're chilling in the hotel. I believe we go see Gary that night. Correct. So it's been a long, long day. So we're driving back from his place, probably about a half hour from our hotel, I would say. And I'm like, all right, Javon, just anywhere you see, please stop. I'm starving. (laughs) I haven't eaten all day. I felt sick. I'm like, I need something to eat. I don't care what it is. I don't care (laughs) what it is. Exactly. I'm not picky. It's fine. So we're driving. Drive past the McDonald's. Keep going. I'm... Not an argumentative guy usually, <laughs> so I'm like, all right, whatever. He's he might may have missed it. He might have he might know something better. We keep going. Drive past the Wendy's, keeps driving. All of a sudden, I'm like, all right, maybe he's going closer to the hotel. I'll just I'll just wait. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm trying to I'm find patient, some optimism. Yeah. All of a sudden, we're pulling up to the hotel valet about a half hour later. And I still have not gotten anything. I call him out on it. He's like, oh, yeah, I meant to stop. (laughs) My bad. So then we go about another, like, two hours trying to figure out what we're going to do. And eventually we go out drinking that night. But at that point, I'm, like, so We go to that bar. Across the street. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah, probably, like, two blocks. Yeah. But uh, at that point, I'm just so done. Like, I, I believe when we got, I ordered like three or four <laughs> meals while we were there. I couldn't even drink because I felt so sick from being hungry. I'm you, sorry. Luke. You tried to kill me that day. <laughs> I, I'm just remembering now that's not the only time that trip he deprived you of food. What's the second time? Uh, that's correct. So the oh okay got it. So the second night we're there, we do stop at a McDonald's after the wrestling event to pick up some stuff. I have the foresight. I buy some chicken tenders to have in the morning. So I wake up the next morning. I now I woke up early. 
probably not something you should do on vacation and go to the gym. So I get back from the gym and I'm like, all right, now my chicken tenders are going to be great. And what do I see? Javon Walker opening the fridge, eating my chicken tenders like it's no big deal. Oh, I didn't think you were going to eat them. <laughs> it's bad behavior, bro. I'm really sorry. Now, like, you're recanting it, but, like, now, like, being recorded, I'm like, holy shit, bro. Like, I left you starving, and I ate your fucking ch- chicken tenders, and, like, yeah. in the refrigerator. I really apologize for that. Ah, it's all good. I mean, yeah. it's just... He apologizes because he's on camera. Facts. Hearing, like, hearing hearing it again and again and again, like, now it finally hit yeah. on me. I, I starved you. T- I really apologize for that. Nah, it's all good. It just fine. It was hilarious. I mean, that might not even be my favorite part of the day. It's, like, that, that morning when I set my alarm, like, 7 a.m. to go to the gym. I will never forget. My alarm goes off, and Javon just shoots up like a springboard. <laughs> like, stiff as a, like, ready to go. Like, boom, I'm ready. Let's go. And then thirty seconds later, he's back in bed. <laughs> it's like my one, like my one second to just like, I'm like, see the world. Yeah, it's like it's like you heard the alarm. You're like, all right, let's go. And then you're like, what am I doing? And he just went back to bed. I'm like, it just that image will always be like <laughs> stiff as a board. I shit you not. We had fun times on that trip. Uh, that was a QB club phenomenal trip. Um, no, we don't no, bring up quarterback club. Why, why, why'd you guys say that? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, there was no QB Club because we did not have the right wire to play QB Club. Yeah, I mean, what type of city doesn't sell micro USBs? I know they were like almost outdated at that point. Oh, no, not micros. (laughs) Micros were still, it was a mini USB. I'm sorry. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. But, I mean, they were kind of outdated at that point, but you expect somewhere to sell mini USBs. Is that when we went to like CVS, like all these different pharmacies? We went to lots of different places. That's right. That's right. Gotta go to a sketchy electronic shop. Yeah. That's the only place for Yeah, me. for sure. Um, oh, my God, dude. So, the women of Pittsburgh, the valet, like, what the fuck? Uh, what, what was the, the valet? valet was what was he doing the, with the car? Like, he couldn't park it or something? Well, there was a few things with the valet. <laughs> the first time we tried to get call the it a valet, car yeah. in front of the valet, <laughs> we're waiting there. No one's at the desk. Like... Didn't they have to like go wake someone up Correct. to get our car? <laughs> and I get it was late at night, but I mean, wasn't that late? No, no, it was like nine yeah. p.m. ish. And I mean, it's a valet. There should be somebody staffed twenty four hours. I mean, I mean, how long were we in? Twenty minutes at least, probably. Yeah. And then <laughs> at one point, one th- time they didn't even valet the car; they just left it on the street. We come back <laughs> down. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Another time they. Uh, turned it around the wrong direction Correct. on the street. They parked it, like... <laughs> so, yeah, there was, like, a little alcove for them to put your car when it was ready. Right. Yeah. So it was even more awkward facing the other way because you had to get across <laughs> the lane that was facing the opposite way to That's get right. into the lane that you were facing. Uh, it was... And one time... A nightmare. Uh, they rode up on the curb. That's yeah. Right. It was quite possibly the this was a sketchiest valet... Oh <laughs> Of all time. And it wasn't a sketchy hotel. It was a no, nice hotel. It was a very nice hotel. It, it was With not proportionate to the uh, the valet to hotel. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. ratio. No, it's not, no, no. Correct. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Women of Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh fans. I um, mean, they should be or embarrassed. Or people. I, yeah. I, I, I the Yenzers. Uh, spear. Spear. <laughs> spear. My God. Yeah. 
How many times can you count down from 10 in a half-hour span? I mean, we knew not to trust Pittsburgh fans after the Redskins-Steelers fiasco from right. a couple years That's earlier. Redskins-Steelers fiasco. Yeah, we went to the Redskins-Steelers game in Washington, and I've never had any issues at FedEx Field. Go this time, Steelers fans trying to pick fights left and right. Yeah? Wow. Yeah. Bad. Real bad. To the point where we had to move because it just made That's the game bad. not enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Wow, just dickheads. Wow, you think it's just that whole area? I mean, considering like what we've experienced with like the the WWE fans in Pittsburgh or like coming to Pittsburgh, like that's that's just a different. I put there's definitely Philadelphia... a segment of people there that are. I so like I I <laughs> yeah. bunch I bunch sports fans into like one bubble, but I. I put Philadelphia sports fans as like horrible people. For and sure, then like I Pittsburgh will not fans. go to a Eagles game ever. Correct. And yeah, same here. It, I I I don't even put them as fans. I put them as horrible people. But yeah. like in terms of Pittsburgh, like that just seems like it's just un. They're just obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're just that's obnoxious. the word for it. They're obnoxious. So what? So what was the what was the time thing when we were at the when we were at the pay per view? Like if it was Extreme Rules, like why yeah. did they put a time in there? Well, it was, it was an Iron Man match. match. Yeah. Oh, so, got it. Got it. Okay, there was a countdown clock. And they treated it like the Royal Rumble, where every time the minute got down to the 10 seconds, right. 10, 9, 8, and then the, uh, and then pretty annoying. And then <laughs> someone in the back got annoyed, so they took the clock off the screen, which <laughs> people right. then right. just started booing like crazy. And, and then counting we just, every 10 seconds, instead of just at the end of the minute, it was it, constant. It was so bad, there's a clip online where Ziggler and Seth Rollins are in a like in a hold together like a sleeper hold just killing time and they're talking to each other like it's worse now than what the clock was on that's bad that's pretty wow if they're break if they're breaking character and like talking to each other, that's pretty yeah. damn bad so, so what was all right my favorite like moment in in that in the extreme rules was that guy in the back of it was he was he directly in the back of you the the spear guy like the guy on like, I feel like verbal two steroids or three, two or three rows back right he was pretty close to us, yeah. but I feel like he was two or three rows back. Uh, and, like, uh, he, like, somebody say, like, shut up, bitch, or suck Well, me. said well, something, man. first, there was, it was the Roman match, and he, he was a big Roman guy, so he kept wanting Roman to end it with the spear. And I don't know if he was hammered. There was something off of this guy. Yeah, he had Tourette's or but something. Yeah. something. So it, was, it was bad. For, like, minutes straight, just spear, spear, <laughs> spear, spear, spear. And then, uh... A couple matches later, <laughs> it's AJ Styles' match, and I guess he was a big AJ. Right, right. Come on, AJ! AJ, AJ, get him! <laughs> so some chick a few seats down from him goes, if you like AJ Styles so much, why don't you suck his dick? <laughs> <laughs> and then the clown sitting next to Firestone, who tried to be best friends with Firestone all night, turns to her and goes, well, if you're offering. <laughs> it's like, no, dude. She's not offering. <laughs> yeah. She's saying for him to do it to someone else. And then everybody let it go, so he said it again. <laughs> it's like, you are such a clown, bro. Like, I, I enjoy watching wrestling, but I hate admitting I'm a wrestling fan. Yeah, the fans are the worst. those guys. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh my like, God, dude. I, I, I watch it because it's entertainment. I'm not one of these dweebs. Debatable. God damn. That was fun. Like, you can see the tears about Bro, that was just a fun experience. Spear, just fun trip. <laughs>
It just never ended. It, yo, it never it, ended. It never like, ended. No, never they ended. were obnoxious the entire night. Even yeah. leaving, like, weren't they just, like, loud fucking people Correct. that just didn't want to go home? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just... Pittsburgh, man. Yeah. Bro. Just it's, I... it's a different breed of people out there. Like, it's it's wild. Yeah. Um, They did have hot women, though. I'll tell you that. Like, Dude, I don't know what was going on that week, but... It's in the water. Yeah. I don't know. It, it might be in the water. It, it... <laughs> Although, we learned, I don't know if Javon's the best judge. That's that's true as well, but oh, I mean, the at. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were at least man enough to admit you were wrong after seeing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. After after seeing it, after three of the four people. So like, I think we were driving. We were driving around, and yeah, we were leaving. Yeah, was- we were getting my wife her Bruger's bagels that she yeah. requested. That's mm-hmm. weirdo. <laughs> we live yeah. in New Jersey. We have the best bagels of any state. I- <laughs> Well, I, 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 I don't understand, but okay. yeah, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't understand it either. But I, I'm not gonna tell her no. Yeah, right. that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. So we're driving around, and I think that either y'all see it before me. Did y'all see it before me? No, no, uh, you saw first. And like I said, oh my god, or like she looks good or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Like I think her ass was like hanging out of her shorts or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I guess y'all could connect like the back with like the face. You're like, nah, that probably doesn't look good or something like that. <laughs> and the sixth yeah. sense. But, yeah, they, they had it. If there was it, a sixth sense, they had it. I did not. Well, basically, just because it's revealing doesn't mean it's good. Yeah. He did not buy into that concept. He <laughs> thought that just because there was more skin, that meant it was sexy. No, it doesn't matter what that skin looked like. The food was free. I'll take it. <laughs> Basically, if it's for free, it's for me. So, <laughs> so they, so y'all definitely said no. Nah, that just not. No, nah. it wasn't. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, but you were very adamant at first. You were, yeah, as we are. Yeah, yeah. I will prove that. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Come, she's good. She's good. Just wait. We'll drive by. So yeah, they drove by, and then I took the look. No, take I was L. wrong. <laughs> I take the L, my friend. No, you take I was, the L. That's right. I was wrong. Um, yeah, dude, Pittsburgh was was a very fun trip, and you're Absolutely. like I I remember I texted y'all like maybe first or second month unlocked, and I was like, bro, like I wish we could relive, but like some like a trip like Pittsburgh, like you can't try to like redo. No, we, that, we definitely gotta try and go somewhere next year. Yeah, once this whole and, Corona thing is over. Yeah. And- then we could get a good double header with it. It's another oh, pay per view baseball game. Even if it's like baseball game and like another sport. Yeah. Whatever. Just a vacation yeah. when you have stuff to do. That's really when you get the good times. Because I feel like sitting around, man. Yeah. You're just like, ah, oh, I'm going to sit in a hotel. Maybe yeah. Get drunk. Yeah. Where'd all the money go? Yeah. But I remember, do you, um, you oh, take your trips? Out to uh, baseball stadiums, right? Correct. You're trying yeah, to... I'm trying to do 30 baseball stadiums in probably about 10 to 15 years. Damn. How many have you done so far? Uh, I was I did six the first year, two the second, and none this year, obviously. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, it's... What a bad decade to start doing it. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it was a bad time to start having disposable income to... <laughs> You know what the worst part is? Screw you, MLB. I still haven't gotten my money back for the tickets I purchased this year. That's an absolute crime. They're yeah, still yeah. holding it? Yeah, yeah. Thieves. So, yeah, tickets to Tampa and Miami. and Wouldn't want to go still. there. 
Still $150 in the hole, you know. Damn. As I said to you before, Pearl Jam was right about Ticketmaster all Yeah, along. yeah. I, yeah. You is that right. who you buy it from? Wait, I thought you bought you bought the tickets directly from uh, MLB. No. Yeah, but they go through Ticketmaster. Oh. Every single team uses Ticketmaster. Jeez, man. They own they're yeah. monopoly on those tickets. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's really fucked, dude. Maybe It's, it's me... so bad that like I got my money back from the airlines easier than I got it back <laughs> from the MLB. The airlines are the cheapest things out there. They refuse to give people refunds. Yeah. Or hotels or anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right, dude. That's uh like that just come on, man. So what you think they'll probably like try to give you a voucher or something like that that's for twenty twenty one? That's probably what's gonna happen. And like uh, in all you know, that does you a whole lot of good in Miami, exactly. right? Like exactly. Like <laughs> maybe if my address was Florida, it's like, all right, you could go to a game anytime. When your address is from New Jersey, I don't think Going to see the Tampa Bay Rays in Tampa is something I could do on a daily basis. I mean, I'm sure that 18-hour drive is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah, it's definitely fine. Um, it really sucks, dude. I hope yeah. it works out. Let's see what happens. That's a bummer. Did you uh, Did you have any sporting events that uh, you like? Re- oh, fuck. You know what? The one time I said that I would go to a Monday night football game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that season's not out of the question. A lot of concerts. I was supposed to go to this year. A lot For real? of tickets that just... Yeah. 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 Well, luckily, uh, a lot of our tickets were f- through Groupon. Mm-hmm. So Groupon refunded them. Gotcha. So, oh, if they were directly with like Ticketmaster. Probably... Yeah. Oh, fuck. Mine all got rescheduled yeah. till like 2021, 22. Our one yeah. show got rescheduled to 2021. Yeah. Jeez. Um, then, for Christmas, I got Lindsay Broadway tickets. That. Who knows what's up with that. And a comedy show. And who knows what's up with that. So her two main Christmas gifts are. <laughs> <laughs> those are great gifts, though. I will yeah. say. Those are really great yeah, gifts. They would have been. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, hopefully uh, next year, too. get rescheduled. So I mean. two years in a row, you failed at giving gifts? <laughs> That's what I'm hearing? Yeah, yeah. She returned all my... Everything I bought her when I got her clothes, so I got her something I thought she can't return. <laughs> Next year she's getting gift cards. Third year's the charm. On behalf funny, of everybody else, thank you. Damn, man. Yeah, no, this is just a terrible, terrible situation. You can't watch. So, like, what what sports have y'all been watching? Like, you've been watching golf or like nothing. Uh, <laughs> I really only watch NFL. Yeah. So okay, I hasn't affected me yet. Checked out the XFL for a second, and then <laughs> oh, that's right. You guys got to go. Yeah, we yeah. went the very last. Week, lucky I enough think. to say. One yeah. of the games, um, I think it was like two or three weeks before the season over at uh, Meadowlands. Yeah. 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 It was pretty um, cool watching it. I'm not gonna lie. Was, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, how did How did you like the the XFL? What. Uh, NFL, please take their kickoff rule. It solved everything. Yeah, the, the XFL kickoff rule. I, the first time I saw it, I'm like, what is this? It's so awkward. Then when I understood it and why, I'm like, that is brilliant. That's the solution. Yeah. Like, the NFL is trying so hard to get rid of kickoffs. No, just take the XFL one. It worked perfectly. You think it could have You think it could have survived if it wasn't for COVID? Like um, XFL? It had a better chance than it did the first time. Fair. Okay. True. For sure. <laughs> True. <laughs> I think they learned from their mistakes. They weren't trying to compete with the NFL yeah. anymore. Yeah. They weren't trying to brand it as the real football, like right. the extreme. They're just trying something. They've rebranded it as what it was—a def- a 
secondary spring league that could develop players. Yeah, I mean, it's I thought bad. it was a great, like, I thought bringing it up, rolling it out was a fantastic way to get people who, you know, that can't compete with NFL right. to get them up to that level. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, I mean, at this point in time, I feel like, uh, especially because the season was cut short, like, yeah, it just, I, mm, I don't know if you can come back from something like that. They dropped a lot of money in that first investment oh, for yeah. a big 2020 kickoff. Well, he tried to buy it back, too, yeah. afterwards. Yeah, he, he tried to buy it back for, like, pennies on the dollar after going through a bankruptcy court, I believe, and then he just... Uh, I guess after the media after the media picked it up that he was trying to buy back the XFL yeah. and he just said yeah okay I'm not I'm not going to pursue that route and tried to take it for like the third attempt. Um, Someone tried to steal the Vince McMahon name. Excuse yeah, me. <laughs> I was hacked. Um, you know, going back, man, I, I was about to hit on I was about to hit on like NFL season, but like going back, you know, sometimes I, I can spend like two or three hours on like YouTube watching old wrestling like clips. It's only God dang. That the network is good for. I oh, that's it. fair. Um, network, watching old clips all the yeah. time. Bro, like the character of Mr. McMahon as, oh my God, like it's like one of the best characters ever, like in any type of, you know, comic, TV show, like whatever, like the guy owns the company. Like he started out as like an announcer where like nobody knew, but like he just yeah, developed the yeah. Mr. McMahon character. He's like, I'm the boss. You do what I say. And like. I remember All it was like very hush hush at the beginning. Like he tried to keep it a secret that he was the. Yeah, I, I think I heard it was the screw job that really. Yeah. Looked... Was it really? Wow. Because he had to do that interview, the Brett screwed Brett interview. <laughs> I still got wear that shirt in Montreal. I will do it. Um, for the all right. So for for people that don't know, um, wrestling that much or what happened, Parga, you've always been the best. I like telling stories. So like the Montreal screw job is probably the most infamous event in professional wrestling or at least like in wwe history it's right up there with mankind winning the title on raw i feel like yeah. oh but dx like assisting him yeah yeah that stone cold came yeah. out at the end that'll put some butts in the seats yeah yeah, yeah. no that, that was that yeah. was a great moment so like the montreal screw drop was a match in survivor series 97 between bret hart bret hart bret hart yeah, yeah. bret hart and yeah, Shawn michaels right. yeah bret i'm sorry hart. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and Prange definitely take it over from from me. So, uh, basically, there was legit bad blood between Bret and Shawn. And Bret Hart was a champion and he was leaving the company, so he had to drop the belt and told Vince, I'm not losing to Shawn and I'm not losing in Canada. Because Bret Hart is Canadian. Correct. So, they tried for like months to figure out like a way to do it. They just couldn't agree on anything. And Bret Hart had, like, some creative control on his contract, so he could say no. Wow. Okay. Um, then all of a sudden, it's, like, the end of his contract, and he still has a title, so they're like, what do we do? What do we do? So I guess what was supposed to happen was he was going to get DQ'd or something like that, keep the belt, and then drop it the next night on Raw. Makes sense. And Vince was convinced that Brett was going to leave the company with the belt and like not not go on his word. So yeah. he had the ref ring the bell and act as if Brett quit when he didn't. <laughs> so everyone knew the script except for one of the competitors. Right. And so they took the belt from Brett without him realizing what was going to happen. Then, you know, he, he spits in McMahon's yeah. face, goes in the back, 
gives him a black eye in the back. If you've if for the people that like are listening, if you've never seen it, like it's you know the match might have been like twenty something minutes, but like all all this big shit happens within like a three minute period, like absolute Bret, chaos. Bret Hart, so Bret Hart's special would. My probably my favorite one of my favorite wrestlers, but like my favorite special is a sharpshooter. It's a submission move where he would, you know, tie his leg in between the the opponent's leg and like eventually his opponent would tap out. And he was hoping that Bret Hart he was hoping that Shawn Michaels would tap out to the sharpshooter like in Canada in his home country. So it ended up being the opposite. Shawn Michaels put Bret Hart in the sharpshooter with, the, I guess, the intention of that Bret Hart would submit, which is worse than like losing by pinfall. Um, he would submit in front of his home fans and losing the championship before he goes to rival WCW. And so Shawn Michaels put Bret Hart in the in the submission, and probably within two to three seconds of putting him in the submission hold. Uh, Vince McMahon tells the ring the 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 ring bell person to ring the bell, and um, you see referee Earl Hebner. He says, "Ring the bell," and then they all just like jet out of the ring. Like Bret Hart just looks up, like, "What the fuck just happened?" And he gets out. He stands up and he sees Vince McMahon, who's like at the floor, and Bret Hart like still in the still in the ring. He stands up, looks at Vince, and like holds gets a huge ass loogie and like spits it at Vince McMahon. You can see like the spit coming off of his nose. Like he generally did not know what the, yeah, it's probably one of the most like despicable acts like you could do. So he spit in Vince McMahon's face because he was totally had by the owner. And like, I guess, like you said, like completely the birth of the Mr. McMahon role where he makes his decisions regardless of whether he's owner in real life or like KV. For a wrestling fan, it's a fascinating story because you know everything is scripted and then like there's this one incident where like everything just goes off the rails it is crazy and i think it was 12 years now if that happened in 97 i think bret hart came back in like 2009 or 2010 and he eventually like apologized with uh sean michaels um well they came together they like reconciled their difference i wouldn't say there was yeah. an apology there was definitely no apology he was like a pretty big asshole I guess. <laughs> especially then yeah yeah lance yeah. is actually the one that told me this whole story our old boss at pizza hut he, he like told me like, oh my god you guys gotta do pizza Hut. And, and like, <laughs> there was he told me in long detail like the story it was really fascinating when i heard yeah. the story because he knows like the ins and outs of the business like he oh, really? knows him way more detail than i ever would wow yeah that's so so after that like bret hart was definitely going to wcw but after that whole debacle like he just completely severed ties with wwe and vince mcmahon i think they right, like for good reason yeah they definitely like talked off screen but like in terms of will you come back into like the, this company it's like nah dude until i get an apology or like we we come to understanding that i was fucked yeah. he was um, the second to last holdout right what's up only sting held out longer i think probably yeah oh you mean in terms of wcw people? yeah yeah it might be sting yeah well it's definitely sting was the last the person last. to cross the line quote unquote yeah i'm pretty sure bret Hart was second to last and bret only remember. came back because he got put in the hall yeah that's true. Yeah, he he held a twelve year grudge, and like now, I think both of them, like you probably seen on WWE Network, where like they, him and Shawn Michaels are able to like sit together, like next to each other, and like actually talk about the event. Like still a little tense, but <laughs> <laughs> is it really? <laughs> a little bit. I believe it. Does, does Shawn Michaels does he express like any tw- any form of like repentance or like an apology? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So it's like okay. All right. That's good. 
because uh, like the way the way that that shit ended, man. I like how like how would you react if you're like if you're champion and like you you know you didn't submit in front of your own fans. Like you just said, I'm not gonna lose the title in in my home country, and then yeah. you end up losing the title involuntarily. Crazy. Superheroes' powers away right underneath their feet. They didn't even know. That's what I feel like. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's awful. And you know what? Like so. Just to, to switch the topic a little bit, Undertaker versus Mankind Hell in a Cell actually took place in Pittsburgh. Like, what? Not Correct. in the same arena, but like. The 16 foot drop Hell in a Cell. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. That was actually in Pittsburgh. That's like the amount Those of. Those fans didn't deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> they might have back then. I was too young to know about them back then. They might have been on much different people in 1998. Bro, I, I, was, showing a, I was showing a friend. Um, that match because like she's never watched wrestling before and i was like bro like watch the the probably the most infamous or most most famous match in like wwe history she's like that guy's a fucking nutcase like within yep. three That's minutes of the match like correct. he gets thrown like 30 feet off the top of the cell is like hauled off to the back comes back and like goes up to the top of the cell again gets thrown off falls to the ring and then the, the fucker like goes another five to ten minutes and then brings out thumbtacks like just yeah. <laughs> Bro, I think the weirdest part is like the actual God. person. He's like such a nice, gentle guy. Yeah. Like if you yeah. had just met Mick Foley, like <laughs> I met him at a comedy show one time. He's just super nice. He'll sit there. He'll talk to you. Like you would never expect that from him. Then you put him in the ring, and he's the craziest <sighs> guy my, out there. My like, favorite part of that match is I, I heard a story recently. Uh, he like got legitimately knocked out during the match. So they're in the back, they're in the training room, and he goes to Undertaker. He's like, "Hey, did we do the thumbtack spot?" And Taker's like, "Look at your arm. <laughs> he's got thumbtacks up and down his arm, and he had no clue." Wow. I don't like. Like he was out. Like he'll tell you, he was out cold in the middle of the match. No shit. And like. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, I, totally. He wakes up and just sees shoes in the middle of the ring. <laughs> and he's like, "Why did my shoes come off?" Like that was like he asks. Like there was, I forget his name. I, it's been a while since I heard the story. For, like he told the story when I saw yeah. him at the comedy show, and like so, so somebody came in the ring to make sure he was okay from when he Terry fell. Funk, Terry Funk, yeah, yeah, yeah Terry Funk. And he's like, "Why are my shoes in the middle?" Of the-? <laughs> First thing he said to Terry Funk. That, <laughs> like, wow. It's just like he was just so out, like. <laughs> I so like I saw, I saw I saw yeah. this this uh this recap from him about that match and like I, I I don't know which 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 part was the most dangerous to me but he said when he got up the second time uh-huh. and he fell through the roof of the cell he said that he uh he accidentally like maneuvered himself and that's how he survived he said if he like didn't like twist his body a certain way like he totally would have died from that fall God because I mean, like it, it, if you if you if you listen to like the like uh, Jr like announcing it. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, he's broken in half. Like that's his, that's like his catchphrase. But uh, like, yeah. bro, like the guy like could have legit died. Like, yeah. bro, he had like a tooth up his nose. Like when he like, if you look back, you see like his mouth is all bloody and shit. Like there's a tooth in his nose from that fall. Like his tooth actually like went through his body and like end up lodging. That's disturbing. It's yeah. bro, like the amount of his that guy takes. And like I I saw like I read like his wiki um his wiki like profile, and he said that. He was he wasn't his favorite match wasn't that match because it, it doesn't show like his his like penchants for hardcore rules. 
Like that's the crazy yeah. part. Like his most infamous match was not his most favorite because it, he think that that's he, what he says. It's not. It's his most famous match, but it's not his favorite. Yeah, yeah. I've Damn. I've yeah. seen I've seen this clip where he was working in uh in Germany. He had a match against somebody. It could have been Vader, um, and he ends up like completely tied on the ropes. Like somehow he like maneuvers himself where like his body and his neck is like legit like tied between the ropes. Like he can't move. Somehow he gets out and. His ear like gets cut off yeah. from like the friction of like him Whoa. untangling himself in the rope. So like if you ever look at a picture of, like Mick Foley, mm -hmm. like his I think it might be his right ear. Like his right ear is like yeah. halfway is gone. Yep. Whose ear is more disturbing, his or Evander Holyfield's? <laughs> oh, Evander Holyfield cauliflower ear? Is that what, like is it like all closed up? The bitten ear. You're, you're kidding, right? I've never seen his ear. Mike Tyson, Tyson bit it. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I was Sorry. like, come on, man. <laughs> It's bad. <laughs> it's a bad moment. Um, man, with all right. Question for you: If they ended up now, this is like media project, not media hyped and shit. If they did a third Tyson Holyfield, would you watch that? Even like fifty five. Well, I, I think Evander Holyfield is like almost sixty. For how much I, money? Yeah, that, that's a good question. <laughs> if I if it's cheap or if I could get a group of people to pool the money together, yeah, I'd watch it. I wouldn't expect a good boxing match, but I'd expect entertainment. Fair. Fair, fair. Oh, man. See, it's a tough sell for 60 bucks. <laughs> now, is around. any one of them throwing the shaky punch? Because I know hella boxers got it after their career. You know, Parkinson oh, and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a big I'm special move. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if I could take watching that two old guys throwing down like that. Uh, yeah. uh, no. They're both in pretty decent uh, shape. Say, I've seen like Tyson like training. He could still throw a good punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's definitely like... Tyson's a nut. Yeah. yeah. Mentally still... unstable. What's what's interesting? Not is as bad like... as he once was, though. Right. He's definitely... Yeah, he's gotten better. It took him like 20 years to like get like the image right, but like, bro, like the guy is doing like card like animated shows. Oh, and... his show no, is we, fucking hilarious. He businesses and no, 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 what I think it was with him. He was like a caged pit bull. He was trained to be a predator. Yeah. And then yeah. after he got out of that and he was no longer trained to be this a vicious killer. human being, and he could just live his own life again. Mm -hmm. Like he like that killer mentality went away and he like became semi normal. I think, I think yeah. you're right. I think yeah. you're absolutely right. Um man, dude. It's 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 amazing to see that guy. Like he was he was probably he's probably my favorite my favorite boxer of all time. His like, matches just yeah. fucking unreal. He started and like he would knock everybody out in the first round and then yeah. like when he lost to Buster Douglas, like the shit just like derailed, man. Rape my, convictions and managers fucking him for my, his money. Mike Tyson YouTube is amazing. See you're either getting like amazing, ridiculous knockouts or some of the greatest sound bites you'll ever hear in your life. His interviews with people, bro, he's like completely unfiltered. It's bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was he's, a fucked up human being. Psychopath. When you say you're going to eat somebody else's children, <laughs> yeah, that, that's about as fucked up as it gets. His he, he was doing like a press conference sort of deal with like all these reporters around the ring, and some woman asked him a question, and he's like, "Is it your turn?" He's like, <laughs> well, we're not taking turns; we're all just asking questions. He's like, usually I don't do interviews with women unless I fornicate with them first. So you might want to <laughs> shut your mouth unless you want to, you know. I'm like, wow, this dude was fucked up. <laughs> He's bro. He was he was unfiltered. I saw a um, 
he was doing a maybe a documentary or biopic about himself with Spike Lee. He was on like Good Day, Good Day News or Good Day America, whatever it is. And three panelists from like Good Good Morning America and we're just asking them questions. Mike Tyson sitting next to Spike Lee and like the three women were just like asking questions. And like they're like, Well, Mike Tyson, you know, what like what can you say about your career? He was like I don't know, man. He's like, I lost my money. Like, there were a lot of people that screwed me the wrong way. I had too many prostitutes, too many venereal diseases. And like, this is on like ABC. Like, and like, hats off to like Damn. how good those reporters yeah. are. They were like, so back to your boxing career. Like, they did it at least like three or two or three times. Like, the guy, the guy's completely unfiltered. Like, he would just like curse to like announce it. Mike, why do you have to talk like like you've seen it? He's like, Mike, yeah. why I talk to you however I want to fucking talk to you. He's like, okay, well, you don't have to be on here. He's like, fuck off or something like that. Yeah. He, he, he was just a bad person. But, you know, hats off to Mr. McMahon again, because after the Evander Holyfield fight, like that's how he ended up becoming the uh, the special enforcer to the Stone Cold Shawn Michaels match. If it wasn't for that, like he ended up needing like he needed money, but um I, I feel guess like Donald- the hangover saved his life. I feel like that oh was the turning point. Uh, yeah. It I might be. So. You're yeah. probably right. At least him in like a comical like Acting, life. Yeah, trying yeah. to bring himself into no, a new yeah, life. It put him back yeah. into the main spotlight. And, and then and- the Tyson documentary where he For was sure. extremely open, very remorseful, and really ashamed of the person he was. Yeah. He's oh, full really? with candor. That's that's the thing. Yeah. The candor that he yeah. speaks so, with is so like, real. He, he doesn't yeah. hide who he was. And he doesn't try to justify or make excuses for who he was, which is why you could like look at him now and be like, all right, I like this Mike Tyson because he separates himself from that Mike Tyson. He doesn't try to make excuses. He doesn't try to justify. He knows he was a terrible human being and he's ashamed of it. I think that's real change right there. That's the best part. I think that's the real like perfect example of human growth right there is changing, being able to recognize that you were terrible you're fucking horrible and then being able to be like i am i was that now i'm this that's fucked up you know like he's definitely made a lot of strides man yeah it's uh yeah it's it's interesting especially like me being a fan yeah (laughs) but yeah it happens who's um who are like who are are some of the athletes that you maybe antonio brown is like number one like in terms of like current athletes like who do you find like to be the most like fucked up athlete like in terms of like behavior, just general Mike bad Thomas behavior. is up there, like flagrant bad yeah. behavior and everything. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can't say now Antonio uh, Brown because like he's not active. But yeah. if he was on an active I roster, mean, maybe <laughs> he's not active for that reason. Yeah. Like he's a he's completely it, gone. It's off a the rails. different type of head case, but J.R. Smith, what beating a guy's head in from uh from somebody like trying to fuck with his car? Is that what you're talking about? I don't even know that story. I just know that he's oh. out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just J.R. Smith being J.R. Smith. Yeah. J.R. Smith being J.R. Smith. What's your favorite Manny being Manny moment? Oh, uh, easily the cutoff from center. 100%. The <laughs> that, I, I could watch, watch that, that over yeah. and over. That Incredible. But <laughs> you know, just like, think dude. about, like, just, you know, I'm just sitting here trying to think what was going through his head and just the... Well, he said what was going through his head. It was a terrible throw from Don, Johnny Damien. <laughs> he has a noodle arm. I have to get this home. That's ex- And he that's how he justified it. He's a nut. And I mean, watching the replay, he definitely shouldn't have done it. It was definitely a bad throw by Damon. Like, if you watch the replay, it was not Damon's finest moment. 
but you shouldn't be diving to cut off a throat. <laughs> Literally diving. <laughs> He's, you know what? He he might be one of my favorite players, like solely for his behavior. Like the fact that there's a, a montage called Manny being Manny and like just completely ridiculous plays. Like I think I don't I don't remember what I told you. But I mean, I'm pretty sure it was it was either. I think he making, said the high five. Yeah, he he caught a ball. He caught a fly ball out in center field. In left and field, but yeah. It was in left? Left center? Yeah. Okay. He it was, was so he caught a ball in like left center, but it was all the way like at the warning track. And instead of him like stopping and throwing the ball back to the infield so yeah. like the game can resume, he continued to go with the momentum and he ran up to the back like fence, climbed, like ran with his feet, like put his feet up in the fence and then high five the fan and then threw the ball back to like the infield. So like what? <laughs> I think it was the same game as his five hundredth home run. It could have been. been. The guy was just fucking wild, thing, like, bro. Manny's probably one of the five best baseball players I ever That's watched. Nutty. But nobody will ever remember that because he was so crazy. People <laughs> <laughs> will remember the hair yeah. and then the using the, the bathroom in yeah. the middle of the inning, yeah. bro. His oh my god, man. But yeah, antics. he he was incredible. Yeah, home runs, ribbies, average. Yeah, like Most a great success. Yeah, yeah, man. He was man. It'd be you know what. It, you think you think he'll get in to the Hall of Fame? No, because he has a positive steroid test. Fair. You say the same. Yeah, he won't get in. I would put him in. Oh, he won't. Absolutely. I forget what the hell he got for that. I think he got That's like twenty one something. I percent. cannot stand. Like, if you want to use that as a tiebreaker, like he got got guys like Rafael Palmero, borderline <laughs> Hall of Famer. You're like, all right, this is a steroid guy. He's not getting in. And then you got guys like Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez. Like these guys are the greatest great. baseball yeah. players of all time. Yeah. Like, obviously steroids helped, but they, these guys are Hall of Famers in the '60s, in the '20s, anytime. Like, yeah. these guys should be in the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah. like I said, if you want to use it as a tiebreaker, like At, the Palmeros, the Sosas, <clears throat> who you're like, uh, and these guys were going up against pitchers and batters on steroids. Right. It, it was saw. just era. You know what I mean? Mickey Mantle was going up against pitchers that pitched back to back days and, and, and weren't of color or, yeah, or tripping like, on LSD. Like, Luke Garrick wasn't going up against these machines who were like built to pitch for their entire lives and, yeah. you know, have five days rest and 100 pitch pitch counts and like. It's just every era has its own defining advantages and disadvantages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, I, I, I look past the steroids. If you're a Hall of Fame player, you're a Hall of Fame player. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. And so, I think at this point, the Hall of Fame itself needs to have an asterisk. You can't call yourself the collection of the best baseball players of all time when you don't have Barry Bonds in there, when Pete, you don't have Roger Clemens in Pete there. Rose? Pete Rose. Pete uh, Rose. Like, I understand why they're not there. But then it's not the collection of the best players of all time. The worst part is I yeah. would bet a lot of money the year after P. Rose dies is the year he will go in the Hall of Fame. I <laughs> truly have always believed I don't that. think it would be the year after because that's a little too obvious. <laughs> have you seen what Mar- Robert Manford has done? He's an idiot. It will be the year after. <laughs> 20 minutes after. All yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> At his funeral, part of the eulogy. Yeah, still part of the process. So we're going into the Hall of Fame. His eulogy will be in the deduction. Yeah, like, oh man! I guarantee. I guarantee. Like, there's just the pettiness. Like, yeah. they they just don't want him to have the moment. It, which is such a shame. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, who who would you say, like since you've been watching baseball, was either your most favorite? Oh well, yeah, who was probably your most favorite player to watch? Don Mattingly. Wow. Okay. Donnie Ball. Okay. It's a toss. Say Manny. Say Manny. No, I mean, <laughs> like I said, Manny's one of the five best players I ever watched. Yeah. But I mean, most fun is probably either Griffey or Mike Trout. I mean, fair. As growing up a Yankees fan, Donnie baseball like yeah. is my favorite. But I mean, there's different guys see like different reasons. Like Ichiro is just played the game unlike anyone I've ever seen. Like oh, he, Vlad Guerrero. Vlad yeah, Guerrero yeah. is incredibly fun. I mean, to when watch. you're hitting balls that have bounced before they get to you, I mean, <laughs> it's it, still hit them out of the park. Yeah. Career. Somebody brought it up. I heard on the three eighteen hitter. I would have never guessed for his career. Flat? That's insane. Yeah. I think it. You know what? I think his his average was like really high in the uh, Montreal days. And I I'm, think I'm, it would have to be. Days, yeah. so. oh, I mean, yeah. that, that's pretty. Like you think of Vlad, you think of guy that's swinging at anything. It's <laughs> above three hundred for his career. It's you know what? Insane. Now that you brought up Vlad Guerrero, and it amazes me. I don't know if he was first ballot. Or second ballot, but he got in. I think he had like twenty five hundred hits, maybe like the three eighteen average really helped him out. But the guy, even playing in like the shitty field in uh in Montreal, he's like playing on turf and like killing his legs. Like the guy's arm, the feeling was just amazing. And the, you know, cannon. yeah, complete cannon. Like you you see his his stats, but like you look at the hits and it's like twenty five hundred. He played I don't know maybe like eighteen or nineteen years, and you see that he gets in over some other people. But like that's just a testament to his ability. Like no, he was he's one hundred percent first ballot Hall of Famer, hundred percent. Yeah, he just incredible. had everything. He was really good. I, I and, hope and you are right. Good. He's he was incredibly fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was fun. I remember you. Uh, you were, as you usually are. Um, so me and Luna had a, a bet or like I don't know if we wagered anything, but he said that Roy Holiday would be first. Uh, no, no percentage, percentage, yeah. right? It was like I forgot what the over or under was. Maybe it was like ninety or eighty five or something like it that. It was something high, probably like ninety three, ninety five, somewhere in there. Yeah, like I was adamant. Like, and he got another, it. Yeah, and he got yeah. it. That was yeah. Well, you were saying ridiculously low. I remember. Like, I, in no question, like what another one of the five best pitchers I ever watched for sure. Absolutely dominant. Last guy that would just pitch until his arm fell off. Yeah. He was man. the la- him and Sabathia were the last of that era. Do you think anybody's gonna like gonna hit like three hundred or two fifty like wins? Like nowadays? No. I think Verlander's pretty close, right? He's gotta be close to like two hundred wins. No. I stopped watching baseball for the most part, so oh, I'm real? a little out of the loop. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I don't think Verlander has a realistic shot. I think I remember checking in one time. Yeah. But. Or he could be like Jamie Moore and just like. Pitch forever. <laughs> Pitch I'm surprised like Verlander <laughs> isn't that close because he played on some good teams. You guys got to remember when Verlander was first and Tiger. And a rookie too, yeah. I mean, he was like an 18-game loser, I believe, his rookie year. The Tigers were really bad. Then he they got good. He was very good as a Tiger. Yeah. And then the Tigers got bad again. And I hate to accuse people of stuff that I obviously can't prove, but after seeing his resurgence in Houston, when the team got bad, it almost felt like he didn't give a shit because his stats were absolutely awful his last couple of years in Texas, or not Texas, Detroit, and everybody was sure he was done. And then all of a sudden he gets traded to a contender, and he's absolutely lighting it up again. Who does that? Was Manny, Manny was definitely a person that did that, right? 
if nah. if you're like who, who like what other athletes like were just motivated by being on contender like they they come they, they do it in soccer all the time. I know but. Vince Carter and pretty much admitted to tanking in Toronto to get traded. Uh, <laughs> that's a shame. That was more bad blood shame. though than yeah, yeah that was that was internal not shame. not caring. He had beef with ownership. I'm trying to think like who was one. Uh, Randy Moss famously said, I play when I want to play. Uh, uh, Randy Moss is another one. It's up there. It's up there. He went to the Raiders. <laughs> they clearly were not good. He stopped caring. Everybody thought he was done. He became a Patriot. Had had 18 to... and 1 later. Yeah. <laughs> and very underratedly, the very next year, he was actually very good with Matt Castle. He had like 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns. Wow. Even with Matt Castle? Yeah. That's amazing, bro. Um. All right. So for our last topic, like, what is y'all like? Did y'all have anything? We're just going with the flow. Going with the flow. All right. Do you think that there will be an NFL game this season? Absolutely. Goodell will make sure it happens. I say a lot of negative things about Goodell. He is a clown. (laughs) When it comes to money, the guy knows how to make it. He's probably one of the most financially smart people. The the NFL has just skyrocketed value-wise since he took over. I mean, and you can't take away credit when things happen. No, that's fair. Everything's on the upswing. Yeah. And there's no way he'll not allow a season. He'll do something. You think it's closed doors? Oh, probably. Oh, especially with the U.S. right now. It's probably going to be closed doors. (laughs) Yeah, I, I thought for sure there'd be fans for the NFL, but things have just trended the wrong way. Oh, you guys don't want to see a Dolphins game right now? He uh, he probably would love to see Dolphins. <laughs> Look, when you go six and ten every year, you just become desensitized. <laughs> All I have to say is the current Dolphins quarterback has better numbers in his career than Kurt Warner, and Kurt Warner's a Hall of Famer. I mean, these are facts. Just saying. Who's the quarterback of uh, Dolphins? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Really? The Harvard guy? The guy yeah. that played for the Bills? Wow. Yes, a guy that definitely does not belong in the Hall of Fame, just like Kurt Warner. <clears throat> you, you, no offense, you, Kurt Warner. I'm going I will die on that hill. You are not a Hall of Famer. I live with it because you did have very good evidence as to why he's not a Hall of Famer. Like his worst was his worst. And it's not even average among the it, best. It's not. Like his bad years are awful. Like I'm pretty sure <laughs> there's like a one touchdown, eleven interception year in his. That's really bad. Wow. Tom Brady does not have these things. Peyton Manning does not have these years. Like I still would have voted him in. That his prime was just like I always say, Hall of Famer. <laughs> it, Hall of Fame should should be like, am I watching one of the greatest of all time? Yeah, and I felt that way watching Kurt Warner. See, I didn't. All right, I I don't think he could hold Breeze, Brady, Manning. Brett I, I, I think he's he not was, with those guys. I think he was about Breeze esque. You don't have to be Peyton Manning to be a Hall of Famer. But See, I, I disagree. I, I, I have he, very high standards. I think he was on par with Breeze, uh, who I, I think is absolutely a Hall of Famer. Question for you, for both of you: If Adrian Peterson didn't lose like two seasons due to suspension and injury, do you think he would have? gotten Emmett Smith's like rushing record I mean it would be close but you never know I mean that's 800 more carries on his legs like how much has that helped him stay good longer yeah he's doing a great job like, for the Redskins by the yes. way I was really happy for that 
Like you, you just—it's so hard to predict that stuff. Like, yeah. especially at running back, the most volatile position in football. And he plays violently. Yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, he very easily could. I mean, he's a great player, for sure. But for running backs, you hit a certain number, and that's your number. Yeah. Like you, yeah. These guys just hit a cliff. It's the one position where this happens to everybody. I think Frank Gore is probably like the oldest, right? He's probably the oldest, like. Current running back? For sure. Gotta be. Something like that. I mean, it's not close. <laughs> it's him and Peterson. Frank, a... Frank Gore is incredible. <laughs> He's the last one of the 0-1 Miami team, man. That's yeah. – uh, <laughs> you can't That's make that up. <laughs> the most talented team ever assembled in college. That... I'll, I'll definitely go with that. Um, so, I think we're close to time, but uh, do y'all have any more? Um, do you have anything else? You're a terrible human being. I, you know what? I try, and that's why I have this specific episode, so people know how bad of a human being that I am, but still but, entertaining. All right. Hey, how so, about I put you on blast in public? I mean, stop avoiding us and let's uh, finish writing the Walker thing. <laughs> we can definitely do so. We can I, definitely do I, so. I think th- the last thing we should do is call him out for the whole transportation today. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty bad as well. I have to get fitted for a wedding. There's no way oh, that I would okay. be. But that's not what you told him. That's You're... a legitimate reason. Why didn't you just say, I have to get fitted for a wedding he, afterwards? He tells Why us he say... can't ride with us because first he says there's a chance he might be a little late. Well, we can't start with without you anyway. So if you're late. <laughs> True fact. <laughs> True. But then you're like, well, I, I'm going to be driving crazy. I don't want to do that with passengers. A, we've driven long distances with you before. <laughs> yes. Many times. <laughs> B, B, nobody said you had to drive. We could have picked you up. Didn't think about that. Totally right. Now, having somewhere to be, that's a fair reason. reason. But why didn't you just give that? I got shit to do. I told you that. Yeah. That that was the third third excuse. (laughs) Everyone, we're going to wrap up the show right now. I'm about to get chewed out by my associates. All right. but um, Follow us on Twitter. (laughs) MSC Productions 5. Yes, this um, our our project should be, you know, being worked on this weekend. But uh, we'll definitely try to get something out uh, by the end of the year, maybe early next year. But like we're we're definitely in the in the in the whims of trying to get this uh, getting this up there. But these are the geniuses behind it. They wrote most of it. I'm just like you know the person that acts it out. But um, yeah, that's all I got to say. Um, hopefully, we have more episodes of the Warden Corner Walker. And thank you both Luna and Prange for being on here. This is a fantab- fantastic show, fabulous show, and great topics that we've covered today. Thanks all right. Thanks. Bye.